I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. But when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days, they outweigh my bad days so I I won't complain let me say that one more time I've had some good days and I've had some hills to climb I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. But when I, when I look around and I think things over, All of my good days, yes they do, they outweigh my bad days, so I, I won't complain, sometimes the clouds hang low, I can hardly see the road I ask the question Lord why why so much pain but he knows what's best for me although my weary eyes they just can't see so I'll just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I won't complain. God, God's been good to me. He's, he's been good to me. More than this old world could ever be. He's been good. He's been good to maybe me. Oh, he drives all of my tears away. 
turn my midnights into day. So I'll just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I woke up late. God, he's been so good to me. He's, he's been good to me. Has it been good to you? More than this old world could ever be. He's been good. He's been good. He's been good to me. He drives all of my tears away. Turn my midnights into day. So I. been on this road before. The specific reference in the text is to geography. For two generations, these Israelites and their parents had been going in circles over the same terrain. 38 years earlier, when they had the opportunity to go over into the land that was promised to them, the people refused. They listened to negative reports coming from frightened people, and they chose to stay out of Canaan rather than go in. They chose to see themselves as grasshoppers, rather than to see themselves as fully invested, God-embodied folk authorized to occupy the land. God let them have their way. But he told them that none of those who refused to go in would be given another opportunity. That window for them had closed. They would be forced to wander in circles until everyone in that group had died. It reminds us that for us to be all that God would have us be, we must be willing to seize the opportunities that God gives to us in the time they are given. My father used to often quote Benjamin Mays, who said, there is nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. And I took from that that the converse is equally true, 
There is nothing more impotent than an idea that is out of time. Many of us have missed our window of opportunity because we were too frightened, too stubborn, or too complacent to move when the opportunity presented itself. We waited so long that our chance had passed, and now we're left with frustration at what could have been instead of enjoying what should have been. That generation of Israel missed their opportunity, and almost all of them had died in the wilderness. But now God has led Joshua and a new generation back to a promised land opportunity. They're about to cross over the Jordan River into a land where they've never been, hence the instruction of our text. When you see the covenant chest of God, your God carried by the Levitical priest, start moving. Follow it. Make sure you keep a proper distance between you and it. Be sure now to keep your distance and you'll see clearly the route to take. You've never been on this road before. My brothers and sisters, there are parallels that may be drawn between the text and where we are today. It's fair to say we've never been on this road before. Listening to news reports, the the last time America approached this level of pandemic was in 1918, when 675,000 Americans died from the H1N1 virus. And there are very few people alive who know anything about that time. So I say again, we have never been on this road before. There's a lot that we don't know. We have no idea what the future will look like. Everyone is racing to get back to a place of normalcy, to a place of familiarity. But what we knew as normal is gone, is not coming back. Over time, a new normal will evolve, but things are going to be different going forward than they were. We've never been on this road before. Social distancing, masks and gloves, limited human contact, no more crowding into theaters or arenas or stadiums or sanctuaries. We've never been on this road before. Online shopping, online learning, online working, online worshiping. We've never been on this road before. Limits in mass transit, limits in 
office gatherings, limits in wedding attendance and receptions, limits in funeral attendance and repast, limits in hospital visitation, even for family members, limits in parks and hotels, limits in banquets and conventions, limits in every aspect of social interaction. We have never been on this road before. Joshua tells the children of Israel, you're about to take a journey to where you've never been. You're about to go down a road that's new to you. You're about to travel through strange territory. But take heart, for I have divine instruction designed to help you as you make this new journey. My friends, what Joshua conveys to the Israelites is beneficial for you and me today. We don't know what gains or losses, what joys or sorrows, what triumphs or tragedies are waiting for us down this new road. But there is helpful instruction for us as we go. First, success on a road where you've never been demands that we prepare ourselves for the journey. <clears throat> Joshua tells the people in verse 5, sanctify yourselves. And sanctification involves preparation. You know, when I was a child, my mother would take us on an annual road trip from Baton Rouge to Tucson, Arizona, to see her mother and her family. It was a two-day road trip covering nearly 1,500 miles. But I clearly remember that before we left the city, there was a great deal of preparation that took place for the journey. The car had to be serviced and clean. The tires had to be checked and the oil had to be changed. The battery had to be checked and the cooling system had to be examined. Then we had to make food preparation because mama said we weren't going to stop in every town that we passed through to eat. So chicken was fried and packed in lunch baskets so that we could snack while we traveled. Sandwiches were made and soft drinks were purchased to help us make the trip. We had to carefully pack our clothing and make sure that we didn't use too many suitcases so that everything could fit in the trunk of the car. And then the last thing we did before the car backed out the driveway was that mama would lead us in prayer and ask God to take us safely to where we were going. We couldn't just go. We had to make preparation for the journey. Well, that's what Joshua is saying to the children of Israel when he tells them to sanctify themselves. He's telling them to make proper spiritual preparation for their journey. We must be sure that we're ready spiritually to go down this new road. We've never been down this road before. 
So it's important that we make proper preparation. There's an old deacon from this church, Brother Walter Scott. He's gone now, but he used to pray, Lord, search and research our hearts. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and then fill us with your love. That's what sanctification is. New hearts, patched up hearts, hearts that are submitted to the Lord. If you're going to go down a road that you've never been on before, you have to prepare yourself for the journey. Then when you're on a road you've never traveled before, you've got to move with God. Joshua says, when you see the ark move, when you see the covenant chest of God move, then you move. Now, movement refers to activity. Movement refers to action and interaction, and it's our movement that gives us our purpose. And it's important that our purpose is rooted in the right one. You know, when Joshua says move with God, he's suggesting that a lot of us have activity that is absent meaningful purpose. And it's because we're looking for purpose in the wrong places. But I stopped by to tell you today that you'll never have purpose for your life if you don't line up your movement with God's movement. For some people, the only movement that they're interested in is the move to make money. That's why they're rushing to get back out into the street right now. And, and God knows that you need money to live, but on this road, you must have a purpose that's greater than making money. For somebody, the only movement they're interested in is how they can derive personal pleasure. But on this road, you've got to have a purpose that's greater than personal pleasure. You have to have a purpose that's greater than worldly power and prestige. You're on a road that you've never been on before. And in order to achieve our purpose on this road, you've got to learn how to move when God moves. Purpose starts with asking God, what would you have me to do? I don't know about you, but every morning that I rise, my prayer is use me, Lord, in your service. Draw me nearer every day. My purpose comes in letting God guide my feet and light my pathway. If you're looking for purpose on this road, it comes from putting our lives in God's hands and letting him direct our path. Finally, Joshua says on a road that you've never been on before, it's important that you follow God. Now, somebody thinks that moving when God moves is the same thing as following God, but I want you to know that there is a difference. Joshua tells the people, make sure you keep a distance between you and the ark. Make sure you stay behind the ark, and then you'll see 
where you're going. Oh, my brothers and sisters, a lot of us are messed up today, not because they didn't move, but because they didn't follow. A lot of folk are in a spiritual rut today because they got out ahead of God and they actually expected God to follow them where they wanted to go. But I've learned in life that I can't expect God to follow me. I have to stay behind God. I have to let God lead me. Church, you can't follow God if you don't stay behind God. And bad things happen when you don't stay behind God. You can wind up on dead-end roads if you don't stay behind God. You can fall off into ditches if you don't stay behind God. You can get lost if you don't stay behind God. Joshua said, you're going down a road you've never been on before, so make sure you stay behind him. Make sure that you follow where he wants you to go. Church, if you're going to navigate this unknown road, you've got to follow the leader. And I don't know who your leader is, but my leader is Jesus. You have to love like Jesus loves, and you have to serve like Jesus served. You have to forgive like Jesus forgave. You have to pray like Jesus prayed. You have to stand like Jesus stood. You have to be willing to suffer like Jesus suffered. When I was a little boy raised up in this church, we used to sing a song that says, the Lord knows the way through the wilderness all i have to do is follow strength for today is mine all the way and all i need for tomorrow but in order to get it right i've got to follow the leader we're on a road that we've never been on before and sometimes when you're on unknown roads it can frighten you sometimes When you're on unknown roads, it can leave you feeling anxious and concerned. But can I tell you, there is a resting place, and his name is Jesus. I came to Jesus as I was weary, worn, and sad. But I found in him a resting place. And my testimony is he has made me glad. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for a word that challenges us as we move down an unknown road. Remind us, dear God, how important it is that we properly prepare ourselves, that we sanctify ourselves before we go. And then it's important that we move when you move. And then it's important that we stay behind you and follow where you lead us. Bless this simple word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard. Now to God as we open the doors of your church. There might be someone who is viewing this worship experience somewhere who is in need of you as a personal savior. 
we ask dear God that you would move into their hearts that you would touch them in such a way that they would surrender themselves and say Lord what would you have me to do we ask it humbly in the name of your son Jesus and for his sake we pray amen I want to sing this this morning use me Lord in your service draw me Every day I'm willing, Lord, to run all the way. If I falter while I'm trying. Just let me stay. I'm willing, Lord, to run all the way. I don't know about anybody else who's viewing, but there have been some wasted days. By loved ones, just a little sunshine every now and then. There are mountains in my life so hard to climb but I promise when I started if you don't let me stay I'm willing, Lord, to run all the way. Everybody who can sing all the way, all the way. I'm willing, Lord, to run all the way. If I falter while I'm trying, don't be angry. Just let me stay. I'm willing. Lord.
Gently rest. 